Podcast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player, with your hosts, Root and Freckleface. Be part of Hearthcast by calling 321-558-7637, emailing contribute at Hearthcast.com, following Hearthcast on Twitter, or texting the show at 772-672-7423. And now... From the Excellence in Podcast Studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast.com. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 51 of HearthCast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player recorded for you. On November 20th, 2010, with your hosts, Root and Freckleface. In this episode, we're going to talk about professions we'd like to see in WoW. Yeah, that was a, a subject suggested by Safety One the other That's day, right. so we're going with that. We're going to cover some listener questions and comments. Um, Root's going to give you his auction house tip. And this was actually based on an email from a listener, which we'll read in a little bit. Cool. We have our Top X Countdown, our new segment. Presented by who this week? That's my turn. That's yours. Yep. I'm excited. I haven't seen it yet, so, or heard it, rather. Or either. That's right. So I'm excited. And we have awesome add-ons. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. We'd like to thank our sponsors of the show, Tavern Craft. Go check out TavernCraft.com and get yourself a Stein for Christmas or for, you know, someone you love for Christmas. Swagdog.com. You can... Uh, you know, show your geek pride and your wild pride by wearing some gear from swagdog.com. And as always, a quick shout out to nextelligence.com, where we house the excellence in podcast studios. Also, quick shout out to all of our guildmates over on ALF and uh, in Whisperwind and in the new guild that I'm in. Really? Yeah. Patronus, no, I can't think of the name of them. I just got in them. Oh, well. Well, we'll talk about it maybe next episode. We'll keep everybody in suspense about the new guild I'm in, and I probably just. Probably get kicked out for not remembering their name. Everybody, it's our friends over on uh, on on Facebook. Appreciate you. That community is growing. If you haven't gone over to check out their page, please do so now because it's really cool. And also our friends over on Twitterverse and everybody in Twitter land or whatever. So hey, Freckleface, what's going on with you this week in the world of Warcraft? I've been mostly just trying to do the end world stuff. End world. I mean, the end of the world stuff. Oh. I mean, you know what I mean. Ca- the pre-cataclysm? Yes. The events? Yes. This stage is really cool. Is it? I'm really liking it. Oh. I'm liking... I like the pat-down quest. Did you Did you do that one yet? I have not. Don't, sh- you're ruining it. People don't know I've played yet. Okay. You, see? You know? Oh, go ahead. I think it's assumed you're playing well if you're on the <laughs> podcast. It shouldn't be some big shocker or big surprise. Anyways, I did help defend Stormwind. Yay, I hate Stormwind. Yeah. I helped defend Ironforge, but apparently what everyone said was that it glitched out in that the right type of elementals did not spawn. Oh. And you know, to get that achievement tripping the rifts, you get, I think, water and air from Stormwind and you get earth and fire from Ironforge. I haven't gotten that far yet, I guess. I don't know. Well, when you fought Stormwind, did you get a little buff? Like Uh, a 60 minute buff? I have no idea. Well, when you get that, you've completed part of the achievement. Oh. And there's four different types. Anyways, so even though it's an Iron Forge and I helped out with the whole invasion thing, I didn't I didn't get anything for it. 
But I'm still hoping to get the achievement before the end of the phase, which, I don't know, this weekend maybe? I have no idea. I don't know. Don't know. I gave everyone new haircuts. In the game? Yeah. Oh, your your characters? Yeah, all three of them. I was like, okay. I didn't know what you were talking about. So you visited the barbershop with your tunes. Yes. And All three of my new characters are all... Feel like they needed an, an update, an update, an update to do. Oh, yeah. Except Freckle Face, like she, she's got her hair now wrapped in these Princess Leia buns. Okay, you seen those? I have. Um, they're We're, cute. I don't know how long I will keep them like that. I keep my characters bald. Yeah, because they wear hats. I never show my helms. They're, my helms are usually pretty ugly. Oh, I like mine. Yeah. So what's going on with you this week? Did you play? I played. <gasps> Actually, yeah, it was kind of cool. Um. Yeah, I guess it started a little bit on, on Friday and started with a lot of frustration, actually, having technical issues with, with my computer. You have that a lot. I do, but I figured out what it was. It's just because I use that thing. It, it's, it happens to be the machine that I play WoW on, but it also happens to be my development machine. And it's probably not a good combination, but it is. So it is what it is. And what it turned out to be, I mean, I would, I would get into WoW and then it would just it would crash or it would lock up, and I'm like, you know what? This is stupid. This is. I mean, I was getting aggravated. Deleted the WTF folder, just like you know, Mr. Freckleface said, Cannon Face said, same issue. I was like, you know what? This is this is dumb. It's something that's like, and I took a step back and I went, all right, let's troubleshoot the computer as if it was a normal computer problem and not a, you know, don't get my blinders on. I think it's a WoW related issue. And as it turns out, all it was was. Um, Drive space is what it boils down to. I didn't have enough free space on my drive. So after moving, oh, man, close to 50 gigs of data off to another drive, um, wow, it plays great now. So <laughs> it's amazing. So I got, you know, got that in there, and then I guess it started Friday afternoon. I said, oh, I'm going to go do this elemental thing. And someone said, don't do it in Ironforge because it's messed up. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go to Stormwind, and I hate Stormwind. But I'm going to go there. Why do you hate Stormwind? I don't get it. Because I, you know, you really want to know? Yeah. Because when I'm crossing a bridge, a lot of times I fall off the bridge into the <laughs> water, and i got to go find the stupid stairs to get out and cross the bridge, and I feel like i got to do it in, like, baby steps to go across the stupid bridges. So, there. I can see that. Hate Especially it. since... You can never go in a straight line. I hate it. You have to go up and around. It's frustrating. I can see that. Does that make sense? And I got to always look at the map to figure out which way, what, you know, I got to circle around the left, circle around the left, go through what tunnel. Hate it. It's just, it's not, whoever, whoever was the city planner for Stormwind should have to live in Stormwind for a week or something. They they change it. They might like, live there. They'd make it like There's Iron people Forge. that live there. No, I mean like the game developer. Oh, not an RP thing. No, no, I mean real. Oh, okay. I mean, look at Ironforge. Ironforge is a couple big circles. It makes perfect sense. What's Dalaran? Circle. Well, square. So is uh, Darnassus, kind of. Yeah. And so is Shad. That's true. <laughs> and then you got Stormwind, which is like... Well, they're building a city on a river. Yeah, well, they're stupid. Well. <laughs> I hope when Cataclysm comes, Stormwind takes it up the... You know what? Well, they're changing it somehow, but Good. I forgot the details. I hope all the rivers go away, because I hate them. But anyhow. <laughs> Anyways. I, I fought there, and, you know, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I, I, I dug it. You know, I was trying to, here's the thing. I was doing the quest, right? Okay. And so I'm running around, and, like, you got to go listen to these people talk, and you got to go 
tell these people that their families miss them. You got to go do all these little things. And I'm trying to turn in my quest, and the invasion starts. And guess what happens when the invasion starts? All the starts? NPCs go away. They're you, running. You cannot. No, the quest giver is gone. The I guy know. you turned the quest That's in. That's what I just said, the NPC. He's gone. Yeah. And mailboxes. Gone. Gone. Auction. Gone. Auctioneers. Bankers. Gone. Bankers. Gone. Flymaster. Gone. No, he's there. I think. No. He's not? I didn't look for him. But it's like. You can't leave. Like, um, there's I was, a, oh, yeah, that's right, because they have evacuation portals you can go yeah, through. Yeah, I was actually fighting there with Grom, and I think halfway through we got bored, and he said, I want to go to Iron Forge. I said, okay, let's the take tram. the tram. You can't. You can't get the tram. No. No, so we stayed and fight. It was, Which yeah. I do like. It helps you be, it helps to be more immersive experience. Yeah, but at that time, I wasn't going to fight. I was going to go turn on my quest. But that's the whole point, is that when it happens, you better stop what you're doing and help find it. <laughs> I had to. I was like, all right, Yeah, I know. But then on the first day, I had to leave abruptly. IRL called. Earl? Yeah, good old Earl. <laughs> Earl, made, Earl made a collect call. <laughs> and, and so I was like, ah. So, and then um, this morning, I got up at 4 a.m., which if anybody is friends with me on Facebook, they saw my, like, what, 445 post or something? Yeah, weather post. My weather post. And, um, and then, I, I don't know, I was just tired or something, so I didn't do much on it and then imagine that being tired at 4 a.m no it wasn't like i was just i didn't want to get involved i guess it was okay so then this is kind of funny i'm getting into it again i'm like all right this is gonna be good this is gonna be good i'm still stuck in storming for it because people are like oh i warriors glitch i'm like all right whatever and our server we play on is an hour behind the time zone we live in right and so my son is like i'll get on the soccer gear i'm like man why is my son getting ready an hour early and then it dawns on me. I'm like, dude, what's up? And he goes, yeah, we got to be there in a half hour, Dad. I'm like, oh, oh, curse you, server time. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it caught me. Oh, man, what a deal. I was like, oh, such a newbie mistake. That's funny. You know what I actually use? Plus that I had to get snacks and drinks. It was my day for snacks and drinks for the team. Oh, do so you I, have to get healthy snacks? Oh, heck no, man. Oh, okay. I get Capri Sun and Doritos or something. I think you can change your options to do the current time. I'm going to have to <laughs> because I always get because messed up. Because mine displays the current time and I think if I hover over it, it'll tell, tell me the, the server, server time. time. Yeah. And normally I don't get caught by that, but I was just I was so into the invasion that I got caught up in it. So I get back from a soccer game, which, by the way, they, they won their final game, which means they won all their games this season. Yeah, good for them. Would you like to know that? The score, the goal differential this year. What does that mean? That means how many goals they scored versus how many goals were scored against them. Yes. It helps them in their overall standings in, in okay. the division. Okay. They scored 71 goals. Okay. Scored against them, three. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect 10 and 0 season, obviously. Wow. And those three goals that they scored, my son's a, a left fullback. A defender, the guy closest to the goal by the goalie. You know? Okay. No, the three goals that he scored, my son was not in for those three goals. So, wasn't his fault. You're, so your point is, hey, my, point my is son my son's an awesome defender. <laughs> Which is, he plays the same position I play. I grew up playing soccer because I grew up in South America, and so I grew up playing soccer. And he's doing the same thing I did. He actually, you know, he's wearing my jersey number two. It's kind of cool. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Thirteen. Hey. There you go. Hey, what? Why are you looking at me like that? Like what? <laughs> Like the, well, you know, everybody in the podcast doesn't, you know, get the the look you just gave me. Like, oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm just thinking, like, yeah, two more years, it'll be a sorely yeah. teenager. I don't have anything to do with you. <laughs> I don't know. You, no, you know my kids are not going to be like that. Oh, I know. So, but I finally got into it and actually got to complete it today and got to, man, I don't know how many times, six, I think, times I went. And I guess, are there only two bosses? No, there's four. Okay, I've only done two then. Okay. I've done a fire guy and there's uh, like a old lady with four arms who runs around in a circle. Was it the princess? Yeah, the princess. Is that the, yeah, that's from Maradon. You okay. never did Maradon back I in the day? Guess not. Or level. Okay. Um. Yeah. Because see, what happens is after the Iron Forge invasion, two portals open up. Right. Those are the ones I went through. Okay. So after the Stormwind invasion, two different ones open up. Oh. And see, when I f- the first day I logged on with the new phase, I saw four bosses that were available, and when I was in the uh, the random group. I tried to queue for another one, and it said, no, these it's not available for these. So I was like, oh, wait a minute, for my other um, hug people. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I was thinking, oh, well, that's weird. You can only do it once a day. And I finally figured out, well, it's not available for them because... They haven't completed something? or No, because the portals aren't open on their server. Gotcha. See, yeah. I, just, I happened See, to log in at a time when both cities had just been right, defend- right. defended. And that's one of the things I was going to say, because... I know it's like the first time now. I, I had gone back to Iron Forge. Oh, I remember what I did. I did something in um, a quest in Outland, and I ended up back in Iron Forge from Outland. And um, that quest was stupid. I told you to go to Outland, need to go there, and don't do anything. You can just talk to the elemental guy. And then what? And Thrall was there, but he was there before. Well, what you do is you're you're kind of watching um, Thrall's decision to not be war chief anymore. Yeah, if you yeah. watch the dialogue. I did. I'm, I was waiting for him to get naked. Well, be, well, the dialogue's like you know you're you've come here and you're wearing all this gear and you think you're you know, we can't. And you talk thought to the you. solution I mean, was to get naked. Well, they, well, Thrall says you know you got an issue because of what I'm wearing. Listen to what I'm saying. He goes, look, you can't be two people. You can you know if you're gonna dress like that, people are gonna think you're like that. And the guy goes, Thrall's like, okay, well I just won't dress like that. So I'm like, all right, dude, get naked. So if someone came up to you and started <laughs> criticizing your clothes, you, your solution would be to get naked right there. If it would get them to shut up. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I, I just might do that. I know the guy who used to work, our graphic artist who used to work here would. In fact, he got naked in the office. Oh, dear. Yeah. Why? Uh, he said he was hot in the office, like temperature-wise. naked? No, he went down to his skivvies. Oh, okay. That's, so. that's a big difference. Not much. He didn't leave much of the imagination. And then he was, never mind. <laughs> Dancing. We'll leave it at that. Oh. On the desks. I work in an awesome... Was he drunk? Awesome, no. This was a Friday. Everybody wants to work with Root now. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It was cool. Like, the, right before I came over for, for the podcast, I got with a group, and I guess it was a, a husband-wife team from someplace, and uh, we, like, did two, like, four, like, we just kept doing the bosses, doing the bosses, doing the bosses. Did you get any gear? Um, I got a ring that is lower than what I had. And then I got some disenchanted items. See, I actually got improved gear for Freckle Face. I haven't yet. I got a, um, my necklace was 232 item level and I replaced it with a 251. And I replaced my chest piece because I only had a 213 chest piece. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I, this thing was like a 251, but my ring, one was, one's a 278 and the other one's a 251. And it didn't, there's like no spell power, nothing, so... Well, you know, spell power isn't as powerful as intellect now, right? 
Yeah, but the one would have, I think it was the same intellect. I think it was like plus oh, okay. 41 intellect on both. I forget now. But oh, okay. It, you know, it was a good ring, but it didn't, it wasn't a, a, a bonus for me, so I didn't do anything with it. Okay. But it's good to be back. I'll, I will say that. I really enjoyed today uh, just getting back in the game. So, so it's cool. All right. Now it's time for email questions. You too can have your email read and answered by the HearthCast crew by emailing your questions, comments, shout outs, or greetings to contribute at HearthCast.com. All right, this email is from, I uh, just signed it, Chris. And he did put that um, he was thinking we could edit it down. Did but we? no, and oh, okay. because I think it makes great sense how it is. I mean, it's a little lengthy. But it's a lot of really good info, so we're just going to read the whole thing. Alrighty. Okay. He says, so after listening to you two for months, I thought I would send you some tips on how I have made over 200,000 gold in the last year. First, I have made 99% of my gold using high-end crafting professions. Alchemy and tailoring mostly, but leatherworking and blacksmithing have the same potential. These tips may be dated due to the expansion on the horizon, but they will come back into play after Kata. My fortunes in tailoring started by making frosty bags, very competitive market, but a very high demand item. When I had enough gold to buy the mats for a Merlin's robe, I had a guildie with a pattern make me ones. Instead of equipping it, I put it on the auction house for an obscene profit. To my amazement, it sold fast, and so it went that it became a high-end cloth dealer. Soon I was cornering the market on the mats to make the high-end gear. I had enough gold to set the price for the mats by buying out all the cheap stuff whenever it came to the market. I think people bought my pre-made gear for a few reasons. First, they didn't trust some stranger in trade to take all their high-priced mats and then hopefully turn their turn into their piece of gear. Second, a lot like a lot of people blowing money in the auction house, it's all about convenience. Why waste the time looking up the mats for the gear and then trying to collect all the right mats? And third, a lot of people just don't know where the gear comes from. They see it on the auction house and they want it. Little do they know they could buy the mats for half the price and get it made in trade for a small tip. I also made a lot of money off alchemy just by selling potions. Mostly potions of speed. Speed pots are used in very high volumes by all high-end rating guilds. Many guilds use a speed pot before the boss is pulled and then another during the fight. Servers may differ, but most alchemists spec either transmute or elixir. I decided to spec potion master. That means I have a chance to make extra potions while crafting. After server reset on Tuesdays, I would sell hundreds of potions, while at the same time I made sure the mats for the speed pots were scarce. As the raid week went on, I would sell less potions, but the mats for them would also get cheaper. The cycle never quit, even up till the last week when I cashed out and started the wait for Kata. And he also leaves note, he says, Jewel crafting and enchanting have potential to make lots of money, but I find they are very competitive. So unless you want to sit at the auction house all day and play the undercut game, try to find your own niche. Farming is for suckers, in my opinion, unless you're going to farm the mid-level stuff. One example is sungrass. There's never enough sungrass. Now, secondly, once you find your niche in the market, be it high-end gear, potions, flask, maybe it's twink enchants, people may notice that you have some pretty high-priced stuff in the auction house. They may want to try to get in on the profits. My advice is to crush competition crush them even if i lost gold in the process i would make it so unprofitable for someone to try to come into my market that they would never try to make money selling those specific items again i did make deals with some of the more persistent ones offering 
them certain items that they could sell, which I would stop making, while they agreed not to craft similar items. Example was, you make the sapphire spell thread, and I'll make the brilliant spell thread. A bit of a racket, really, but people were very thankful of the service I provided for them, and I was all the happy to take their hard-earned gold, however they got it. My only regret is I have a feeling I was helping the gold dealers. I sold countless leggings on Woven Death for over 20000 each pair. Um, these are great pants for mages, locks, priests, shamans, and druids. They cost me fifteen to 18000 to make them at a time, but I'm sure a few of the buyers got their 20000 gold from the evil gold sellers. I don't think you can worry about where people get their gold. No, you can't. I mean, my my stance is I, I want to get it, I guess I, I, I'm hesitant to use the word honestly. I want to get it from the game. Put it that way. Legally. That's a good way to put it. The way I get my gold, I don't want to break the rules or fair game policies that Blizzard has set forth. But... I've stated several times that I do not believe Blizzard will ever go after gold sellers in mass because I think Blizzard needs them. Specifically, just like like Chris said, these guys are going to gold sellers. They're getting a 20K gold to buy a piece of gear that they want or need to go and compete at a you know higher level and you know continue to enjoy the game. Because the bottom line is if you get passed up and your gear stinks so bad, and you don't have any gold to buy gear, what are you going to do? You're going to quit the game. And Blizzard doesn't want you quitting the game. Blizzard wants you to pay them their, your your money every month. So Blizzard tends to turn a blind eye to the gold sellers. Does that make it right? No, it doesn't. I don't. I'm not fond of of gold sellers or people who you know buy gold from gold sellers. Um, just because for me, I mean, after we proved a fat wallet how easy it is to make money in the auction house, it's like. <laughs> Why would you spend your hard-earned money on it? But All right, so basically, we are going to leave that for now, let you marinate on that. Because yeah, we're going to yeah, come back to it stuff, but yeah. a little later in your auction house tip. Hey, Freckleface? Yes? We have a voicemail. Oh, yeah. Sort of. And now for voicemail and comments. Be part of HearthCast by calling 321 558 Seven six three seven. Leave your message, comments, shout-outs, or greetings, and the HearthCast crew will get it online for you. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that our voicemail line is actually a video phone. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a video phone that's put out by a company called ACN, which um, it's an okay product. It's a closed-in network, but if you have an ACN phone, you can call the HearthCast hotline and leave a video message. And so that's what happened. That's right. And for those of you who haven't seen the video, it is up on our Facebook community page. It is. It's on the left-hand side where it says videos. That's right. So it's pretty easy to find. It's pretty easy to find. But we are going to play the audio of said video here. And it's from Izzy, who plays down in Australia. And here's what Izzy has to say. Hi Freckleface, my name is Izzy, I'm from Australia, as you can probably guess, and I'm also a bit of a game addict, as you can see. Uh, this is my Dead or Alive cosplay. Anyway, I was going to say I love your WoW podcast, Halfcast, it's really good and I've been really enjoying it, looking forward to it every week. It's especially good since you guys are the only people not doing Cataclysm. I'm so sick of hearing about Cataclysm, Beta, and oh, 
with the change this and we're going to have to patch that. Look at it. So yeah, loving half cuff. It's awesome. I think they're super funny and good and really informative actually sometimes. So I really like them. They're pretty awesome. I recommend them to people in my guild. Uh, if you want to come visit, I'm on Cow's Garage. Yay. <laughs> Look for Izzy Pie. Anyway, just want to say good luck. Thanks for awesome podcast so far. And make sure to keep rooting in place, okay? I look forward to hearing to you in December. Bye. Keep me in my place, huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we want to thank Izzy for the email our voice video mail wow and see what you what is missing on the audio podcast is her outfit oh, that she's yeah. wearing during the video you gotta go to the, to the yeah. facebook page it's, and see that it's pretty sexy and i don't what is it cos, cos cosplay cosplay i guess i'm old so yeah if you want to send a uh, video either to the facebook page or to the if you have an acn phone you can send a video message to us via acn that was the highlight of, of our It really was day. honestly Izzy Pie that made that made both of our days. Did it not the day we got that? It did. Yeah. I was like, What the what? And then there I had to share it with you. And it was it was awesome. It was so cute too. Yeah. It was a cute voice. So have an American salute for the people down under. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. they're like sixteen hours ahead of us. It's crazy. It's like you play with them they're like they're in oh, the future. They are. So they play with people in the past. Yeah. You know, like I was talking to somebody from Australia on the server today. I was like, hey, do me a favor. In like nine hours, I'm going to call you, and I just need you to give me the lottery numbers for tonight. Did it work? No. Uh. So. Controversial. Thought-provoking. Game-changing insider information. Ah, who are we kidding? It's just the main content of the show. So our main content this week is, again, SafetyNet suggested this topic. and it is Safety a, One. I'm sorry, Safety One. He did get his name changed. I'm yes. sorry. I just, I said it's it. habit. It is. But uh, he suggested this, and this is professions that we, as average players, would like to see in WoW. And these are just, you know, some, some we've said before and others we really haven't. And there's some in here that are actually suggested by other people. You know, before we get into this, I was talking to my new guildmates, and... Telling them what the topic is going to be tonight. And so the, the one guy, he's like, I guess he's one of the officers in the guild. I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about professions we'd like to see in a while. And he goes, oh, you mean like the oldest profession? <laughs> I said, no, that one, that one wasn't on the list. Um, oh, we yeah. do like to keep our, our, our podcast with a you know good rating, good, clean we, Yeah, we like the clean rating, <laughs> clean on, rating our- on our podcast. So. <laughs> No, we're not going to put that one in there. Uh, but like, I'm a, like the one I have down here. Um, my first one, obviously, is banker. I want a banker class. And the way I see it, you know, that tune would be like under ten. And I kind of think once you flag yourself as a banker, that's it. You're out of combat. You know, all your combat ability is gone. Um, you have no need for a weapon. You can get like I don't know, a moniker or something. <laughs> you know, some of those, some other kind of banker well, that's gear. That's a headpiece. What's that? What's that little the, the visor, the green visor that they wear? Whatever. That, that would be a headpiece. Okay. Well, whatever. Can they hold flowers? Yeah, they can hold stuff. Can like they that. hold bags of money? Can they hold wine goblets? That's what my character does. You're, you're just socialite. That's all she is. Um, but I think they should actually get extra bag slots for banker bags only. It's kind of like they did with the soul shards for warlocks or herbalists, where they have the herbal bags. I think you should have money bags, or. You know, banker bags or something. It's only for bankers, whatever. But they could be certain achievements. I mean, check it out. 
like if you get a certain profit on an item, there's an achievement. Sell X amount of items or sell X amount of times the same person. Sell each race in your own faction. Sell to each race in opposite factions. Sell something in each auction. I mean, there's so many achievements that can be put in for, for bankers. It's crazy. Crazy. I think there should be a banker Possibilities class. Possibilities are crazy. Banker class. Also, I think there should be a ceremonialist uh, profession. This would be somebody who performs specific ceremonies like weddings. Or they could give out titles so, or surnames. Characters that actually be married. Well, there's wow weddings all the time in well, the I game. Well, no, but they don't mean anything. I, well. They're just standing around. I know, but if you had someone who's, they were a ceremonialist, mm-hmm. that would really get into the RP aspect of the game. You have to go really get someone who can, you know, do that, that type of service. Because they may not have it yet. They might not have learned how to do that yet. They might not be trained or whatever. <laughs> So if you're married in WoW, would you have to? Would you get like a tax break? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think that far ahead. Um, I was also thinking that ceremonialists, you could like take your weapons to them, and they could like perform a ceremony and bless your weapon. Well, that's kind of like when enchanting is. Well, yeah, but I don't know, make it make it glow or something. I don't know. That's an enchanter. Well, it could be like a a blessing instead of an enchanting performed by a ceremonialist like a really strong but less no just visual just visual just, all, a, vi- just a visual okay didn't do anything okay. it's, it's all fun and games and then i put down mount whisperer you know <laughs> i started watching this thing on the on, on the on one of the i think science channel with the dog whisperer he's like this spanish guy carlos i think his name is it's pretty funny is it supposed to be funny or is it supposed to be serious? No, he's serious. Oh, he's like all into the funny. energy and, and but he's good at what he does. I mean, I mean he gets the dogs doing but the same thing, you know, you can have a mountain whisperer and that can give your mount some speed increases because he can like talk to the mount. And maybe give it a mount time decrease of so the amount of time that it takes you to to mount uh on your mount, it would be decreased because your mountain whisperer would come in and Convince your mount to let it mount faster or something. I don't know. Uh, auras, you know, visual effects, because your mount whisperer could come in and give your mount like sparklies or something. Sparkly. Can it make my mount happy? Of course it can. That's what it What does. about my mechanist rider? It can. It would just be weird because your mechanist rider is happy. I would like that. And, um,. You know, any kind of mount ability, like, increases. Like, you could jump higher, maybe you're farther. Maybe your hang time is a little bit longer. Your what? Your hang time, how long you're in the air for your jump. Oh. You could you could run on water if you had the mount whisper talk to your mount. Maybe give yourself, like, a small percentage of shielding so uh-huh. it takes down. And what I like, you could teach your mount to actually be a two-person mount. You could add a rider. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I would love to see two Draena on a Strider. <laughs> two 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 uh two uh Torin on a Strider. Yeah, but like the peacock things, not the because mechan- they can't ride mechanics. I know, but you know, they well Yeah, they could. No they can't. Yeah, they could. They can't. Yeah, they could. No, they can't. They will. That's an alliance thing. You they will, you watch. It's all the lines are being, blur- being blurred now. I know that, but... Anyways. So, I think they should add the farmer class. 
profession. I'm sorry, what was that? The, I'm, I'm the, sorry, what was that? Farmer profession. Farmer profession. Look, people love farming online for some reason. That's Farmville. This is wow. It doesn't matter. You know what? There is the gardening skill in Sims. And this is actually where he pulled a lot of this from. Um, you know, what? People would do it. I know they would. They and would, they would love it. They would. Because there was, I played a game called A Tale in the Desert. And mm-hmm. that part of what you did every day was like you had to go cultivate and farm your farm. And people did that all day long. I know. So they would. I really think they would. No, but check it. You could grow stuff that chefs could use in recipes. You could use fish. Do people fish up to fertilize? It's such a Thanksgiving thing to say. You're so timely with this. Well, I try. Because I saw Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving special the other night. It was cool. He fished up stuff and fertilized the garden no, with it. What they, are you talking it was, about? It was then? Charlie Brown. It was from like back in the Pilgrims' days, and they all came over from England. But they were, you know, and then they were all sick on the ship, and they came over and they met whatever the Indian dude's name was, and he showed them how to how to. Oh, he showed them how to. Farm, farm, plant corn and put the fish in the bottom and all that. You did not see the Charlie Brown Christmas. No, I'm basically it's off Sims. I told you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but check it. Also, you could turn in food for rep. And this is kind of a tangent, but I think there needs to be more ways to build reputation than just fighting. I think you should be able to to do different things like that. You can turn in belts, can't you? The sashes. What are you talking about? You know, like the the, um, burgundy, seems like a sash, burgundy belt. You turn in the cloth. Yeah, no, there's something else. It'll come to me later. Okay. Well, most of the rep grinding is done through fighting stuff. Yeah. And I think it'd be cool, because you think about wartime, really. Some kind of bandit cloth. Headband? Rune cloth? No, no. It's like a, some bandit, like, headband or something. It's like red. For what faction? Alliance. Just the Alliance? There's no, no way to no. turn in stuff just for the Alliance. Then it must be for both. Uh, it's got to be for both then. Anyhow, I agree. Anyways, um, I think you should be able to use first aid for rep. You know, like uh, go in and heal the wounded. You should be able to like, make food and turn it in for rep. You should be able to make... Like comfort food? Yeah. Hi, I made you a casserole. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's you. you should be able to do that. You go take some some casserole to bereaved person and wow. I'm sorry you lost the BG. Here's a casserole. Give me my dish back when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, I heard you guys wiped last night in the Lich King. Here's a casserole. (laughs) (laughs) I can see where you go with that. That would work, yeah. And I'd be like, thanks. And it would make them happy. All right, next one. I think they should make a brewmaster be profession. I agree. I love that. Because it would be, you could do it so that it was similar to cooking, but you could do it less often because, I mean, obviously alcohol, you have to ferment stuff. Right. So it'd be whatever you make, you'd have a much longer cool. You have like a cool down for it, and you could go to the ends to do this. Yeah, and to make it different than cooking, you could do stuff that like maybe has a chance to have a more potent effect than cooking. 
but also you have a chance for that for that for you never to get it to spoil right yeah no yeah i mean like you can make something that it all comes out the same but when you drink it yeah, it might give you, it of, might give you a super yeah. uber super you know just like an uber awesome buff or might just you know get you drunk and make you throw up i like it i, I want to be cool. a brewmaster so the next one would be a grave digger all right now think about it there's all these corpses laying around usually mine Usually yours? Yeah. I'm a lot squishy die. Yeah, but, you know, whenever, like, a player's gone through, there's always, like, corpses. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're talking about the mobs. Yeah. All right. The dead mobs. I'm saying you can do a profession, like, dig graves for them. Who would pay you? I don't know. That was as far as I got with that. Well, see, I looked at it, and I was thinking, like, maybe you could, like, get the bones, extract the bones uh-huh. from the corpses and give them to death knights. Or shaman. Shamans? Sure. <laughs> Do they need bones too? I don't know. Don't like can you imagine like an actual shaman? Don't you imagine them with like a bone necklace? Yeah. They read bones and stuff. Chicken bones. Oh, you could you can give them to jewel crafters. They can make bone jewelry? Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. All right. All right. And then we had got some suggestions from our um people on Twitter. Um one that came in from at Triodo said fletching, which is staff making and bow making. I thought they had that. Don't they have it? You know what I'm thinking? No, they don't. No, you have to go to a, to a Fletcher to buy stuff. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, and then I was thinking you could also do, to go with that, like a gathering profession of like lumber, like a lumberjack. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. That's right. That'd be fun. Yeah. You have a whole clothing line. <laughs> those lumberjack shirts, I tell you what, they are so expensive in the auction house. Are they really? Yeah, oh. twenty five fifty gold for a shirt. Wow. Yeah. I've never bought one. Yeah. And then another one that came in from um, at M. Marazzo was a military or police. See, now I was kind of thinking we had something like this back in the days of the PvP, I guess it was Battleground Ranking, where they had like private, first class, sergeant, Corporal, all those. Well, sure, but that's more. I think you got that for killing a bunch of people, didn't you? Yeah. Successfully winning battlegrounds or whatever. Well, I mean, that would show some kind of a ranking, and they still they're still in there, even though you can't get them anymore. So. I think. I don't know. The weird thing about this is that a lot of the quests that you're doing, you're acting in lieu of what. Yeah, like, like what a government would right. do. They're kind of using you to do the dirty work. It's like, yeah. you know what? We're the government here. We got this whole thing going on here in Stormwind. Um, we don't like the Defias people. Um, go kill them. And right. we just bring, bring back some proof and we won't say anything. Right. I think it was the Defias bandits are the ones that you can bring back a sash or something from them. Not yeah, but, th- I mean, that's a quest. It's not a repeatable thing oh, for it's rep. Not? No. Oh, okay. I thought it was a rep thing. Well, the thing is, there's um, like two different quests that you, you get, like, the sashes or something from the... Yeah. Well, all right. yeah. But still, I mean, yeah, you're doing the government's dirty work, so that would be kind of bizarre. So it would be interesting if they did actually get that uh, as a profession. Military? Yeah. Or police? Or military police? One of the... Mm-hmm. What about a taxidermist? What do you mean? Well, someone that, you know, all those animals that you kill, mm-hmm. they could stuff them. You and, get trophy heads. And then what? 
You'd have trophy heads. And then what? You go look at them. That's it? Yeah, and show them off. Would they give you a buff? No. Do your pets give you a buff? No. Well, there you go. Same type of thing. You get trophy heads. <laughs> you know, like the, if you kill a ram or a... You know, I'm not talking about like like the like like mobs. I'm talking about like you know critters and whatever. You kill a ram or a deer or a stag or or whatever, go get it mounted, man. A twelve point buck, go get it mounted. Do you think it's redneck when people do that in real life? Do I think it's redneck? Yes. No, not really. Okay. I think it's it's you know. You know, if, if it was like if it, I don't know. If it requires, it depends on how many there are in the house. It gets creepy if there's a lot. I'll admit that I had a buddy who has a lot, and there was there's there's this guy I had to go with him to his wife's dad's house who lived in uh, Missouri, and this guy is he works like half like nine months out of the year, and the remainder three months is hunting season for him. He takes like time off of work to go hunt. Yeah, I'd believe that. And his house. I had a hard time sleeping because I'm like everybody's staring at me because he has like all these heads of all these animals and these creatures and squirrels and raccoons and deer and buffalo, you name it, mounted up on the walls or stuff somewhere. It was just just a little eerie to sleep there. Yeah, my grandfather has a deer head that he's had since before I was born. They named it Walter. Walter? Mm-hmm. All right. That's... <laughs> But, you know, you, you, you still, you can have that. I mean, you know, you have like a tab for your trophies. And Are they an actual item? No, it'd be like kind of like your pets are now. What do you mean like your pets are now? Your pets like follow you around. Well, I mean kind of meant like how it's stored in your character database. So okay, you but like and then what? I mean like how do you show it off to other people? You could just poof. There would be. So, okay, so it'd be like an item that you use, and it appears, and yeah, it disappears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, potentially, you could, like, just be sitting there on forage and, like, surround yourself with, like, a hundred bunny heads. I would think one at a time would have to be the limit. Oh, okay, only one at a time. Yeah, like a bat, like a pet. That's true. I don't know, it sounds kind of creepy. <laughs> I don't know that I like this one. But see, the bunny head wouldn't be a bunny head because I don't think I've ever seen a stuffed or mounted bunny head. You always see the whole bunny. Okay, whatever. Just <laughs> using an example. What about a bounty hunter? That was the other one I put down. Ooh. A bounty hunter, I think, would be really cool. And I'm specifically talking about if I get ganked, I can put a bounty out on the horde who ganked me real gold. And it can go up into an auction house type system. And. Somebody can claim the bounty on that horde that they go kill for me because they ganked me. So, I mean, would you have to have this as your profession, or could anybody go out and get it? It has to be a profession. Oh, okay. Only bounty hunters yeah. can go. So if you just happen to get randomly killed in a battleground, couldn't claim the prize? No. No, because you have to go out. You see, you'd have to go as a bounty hunter and go take the hit out on the person. You can't just go mm-hmm. kill somebody and go, okay, let me go see if that guy had a bounty on him. Because then people just be randomly killing everybody, and it would just be a gank fest. We don't want that. Other way around, you go look at your hit list. Who's on the hit list? Oh, I see Freckleface is on the hit list. Oh, no. And they're going to come look for Freckleface and track you down because somebody put out like 5,000 gold on a, as a bounty on you. 
you would die. Yeah, I would. They come looking for you. And you would know, you would get like a, a mail, a bounty has been digging out on you in the amount of 5,000 gold. Tread lightly. That'd be kind of scary. be awesome. It'd be scary if we weren't on a, um, a whatever, a PvE server. I think they'd have to have a bounty hunter server. <laughs> you know, they would take it to the extreme because people would be like, you know what, I'm not questing that I can make more money bounty hunting than I can questing. Yeah, people would be sneaking past the guards in uh, yeah. your city. Or just killing them. There. Yeah. Or, or putting together a whole team. Like, you know what, I can fund putting five people. Putting together a raid just to... Just, yeah. Just to get- just, you put, you know, someone put out 100,000K gold bounty on somebody, and you could divvy up an entire raid team. Go, look, I'm going to give you all 50 gold or whatever. It's true. We're going to go, we're going to run in here, and we're going to take down Argrimar, or Grimar, whatever, and go look for this, you know, Frecklebutt. Because that's your horde character. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. But, I mean, talk about, like, evening the tide on ganking. Because people would think twice about ganking. Because they knew if I... I you wouldn't want to just go gank somebody. Because now that person can take a hit out on you. That's true. So you'd have to really think about it. But that. as the person who'd put up a bounty, what would be the satisfaction of having somebody else kill the person? You're dead. That's that's satisfaction well, for, enough for you're, me. You're dead for like thirty seconds. Though. That's the you're thing. You're dead. I don't care. I got really? you back. Even if I had mm-hmm. to pay somebody to go do it, you're still dead, and I'm not right now. <laughs> so there. And what would be even cooler is if I went up there and went, I'm going to put like a one gold bounty, <laughs> just to, just to see he'll take the one gold bounty. Would you kill somebody for one gold? If I could, yeah. See? There you go. What about 25 copper? If I if I could <laughs> honestly take someone down in PvP, I would do it just for the pleasure of it. It's always fun. Yes. I love I mean I used, I mean yeah, I got killed a lot during the PvP servers and I you know when it used to drive me un, just insane getting ganked, but when you did get somebody back, that was a wonderful That's feeling. true. You, That's really true. You live for those moments. Hearthcast.com is proud to present Root and Freckleface's Top X List, a conglomeration of... Wait a minute. You guys named this segment Top X List? So you, you wouldn't have to pay me for additional segment bumpers? What a bunch of... I mean, a conglomeration of fun-filled, interesting tidbits for your amusement. Hearthcast.com's Top X List. Unbelievable. Cheap son of a... So, there's a new bumper segment for the Top X List. What do you think of that? I like it. You liked it. All right. Well, we got a new top. (laughs) The top X list. That's why, you know. And this is your, there you, you have taken it out of your pocket. Ladies and gentlemen, Freckleface has taken the top X list out of her pocket. It has been folded, unfolded in a quad format as it was folded before. Tilting it so you can't see it. I cannot see it. It is like, well, it's across the room. I couldn't see it anyhow. My eyes are good, but not that good. So you have your top X list. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I'm going to give you the items on the list. Oh, and i got to guess what it is. See if you can guess what the list is. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. This All one's right. pretty easy, though. Okay. It's only five. Okay. Okay. So it's top five. Number five. Crunchy Spider Surprise. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Crunchy Spider Surprise. Top five things. Wait, you have to just wait till the oh, end. i got to wait till the end? Yeah, oh, okay. I'm well. sorry. Okay. All right. Number four. 
Mystery Stew. Okay. Number three, Gortusk Liver Pie. <laughs> number two, Dig Rat Stew. <laughs> and number one, Scorpid Surprise. Top five things you want to feed the horde? <laughs> <laughs> Close. What is it? What was on that vein? Top five things that you will never see as recipes? No, those are recipes. Those are recipes? Those are genuine recipes. In the game? Yeah. Top five gross recipes I didn't know existed in the game <laughs> World of Warcraft. Sorry, we can go with that. <laughs> My original title was um, top five things that are worse than lunch in a school cafeteria. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> those are real? Yeah, absolutely. Nasty. I know. <laughs> what are they again? Go over them again. Okay, um, crunchy spider surprise, which is made out of crunchy spider legs. A mystery stew, which is made out of mystery meat. Okay. Um, Gortusk liver pie, made out of Gortusk livers. Uh, um, dig rat stew, uh, which is made out of dig rat. Dig rat. <laughs> and scorpion surprise. Um, it's so funny that um, it's made out of just a stinger. And the tooltip for it, it says it restores blah, blah, health, provided you don't accidentally bite down on a stinger. Oh, man. <laughs> That's nasty. Oh, man. Yeah. Why do they do that? Why don't they make nasty food like that? I don't know. It's I don't funny. Under- I understand that. Ah. <laughs> so that was my top X. I like your top X list. That was good. I like the spin you threw on it, too. That was... We could we could do that each time. I think that'd be an interesting <laughs> twist to it. Think if you'd done the one last week and you just started saying things like, "I'll take the, I'll take the big one, I'll tank or whatever." And I'd be sitting going, like, "Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> Where is Root going with this? <laughs> is he? He's gone really off the deep end." <laughs> We, we might have to do that. We'll have to see. We'll see, um, how, we'll see how it plays out. You'll see how it plays out in the next one. Each week, HearthCast gives its listeners tips to help them buy, sell, trade, or otherwise make money on the in-game and remote auction house in World of Warcraft. All brought to you for free by your gnomish hosts, Root and Freckleface. So before we get into what Chris did... And take a step back and ask you, did you get a chance to try the rule of seven that we talked about last week? You know, I did set my auctions at, well, you know what? Here's what confused me. You got the gold and then you got the silver and then you got the copper. Mm-hmm. And I got a little confused with where I was supposed to put the seven. Oh. But then... I tried to mix it up, and then uh, when I finally got my auctions basket, I just did, like, collect all, so I didn't really <laughs> keep did. track. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, that's honest enough. Um, I typically put them on the gold. I should have said that, so. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But I do also set off really weird patterns, like numbers on the, on, the, on the silver and copper. I had read at a different time that if you, like, the random scents make people think, for some reason, it's discounted as low as possible. Yeah. Like, if you go to Target, it's, like, thirty-seven fourteen. Yep. Yeah. You think, okay, that's done. Someone's got some logic behind this. They're not trying to, it's not, yeah. Work. Well, you know, I don't even think that people go through that thought process consciously because if they went through it consciously, they would know. I think it's just the the emotional reaction. 
Oh, that's the bottom price. Well, I need to get it. They've also done in, in real world marketing uh-huh. that there's no difference in anything above $27 to $50 as far as want people wanting to buy it. I could see that. It's like you get past like 25, 26. And, uh, yeah, aren't there like brackets? Like yeah. under under 10 is one and then. Uh, yeah, then you get yeah. to like 27 to 50 and people go, okay. <laughs> it's like, geez, all right, whatever. So, but we're going to talk about Chris's. Specifically, what I'm going to pull out of there was his crush the market technique. Crush? Crush the market technique. And we're going to take a closer look at that because it is a valuable way to do things, but it's also a very risky way to do things. So let's kind of look at that. The idea is pretty simple. You find a profitable item that you can craft. You put it up on the market for crazy low, low, low prices. And if all goes well, everybody else is selling that item in your niche stops selling that item because they're they can't make a profit on it because everybody's buying yours then you raise your prices back up to a profitable range and you make gold but as i said it's risky and here's why to start off with right out of the gate you're going to be losing gold because you you're putting something up on the auction house for less money than it took for you to actually craft it to make it or to get it Secondly, you have no guarantee of success because you have you got stuff out there you're putting up there for underpriced items. If I'm a person who's selling something at whatever my normal price is and someone comes in and is trying to undercut me, I'm buying their stuff. Because if I'm selling something up there for 5,000 gold or 1,000 gold or 100 gold, it doesn't matter. If someone comes in and undercuts me by 10%, I'm going to buy their items out so I can still continue to make a profit in my mart, in my area, and then... I'm going to use their items to relist for my profit. So you got to be careful with that. It's also very long-term. Basically, you have to see how long can you stand to lose gold in this process to actually corner that market and to gain control of that niche. The other thing is once you raise your prices back up, your competition comes back. Now, Chris made a good point that he actually did talk with these people, and that's very important, that he actually said, look, I'll sell, you know, this spell thread, you spell, you sell that spell thread. And they agreed on what they're going to sell and that they wouldn't compete with each other. And that's a good thing. But that's not going to happen with everybody. Um, there's still a lot of people who would come in and go, okay, look, spell thread or whatever you're selling is tanked out. Okay, I'm out of it. Oh, look, it's back. It's now selling what it used to. Let me sell it again. And now you've got to redo that entire process. So while I'm not discounting his, his strategy – because it's a very valid strategy. It can work. It does work. But it's risky and requires a lot of attention and a little bit of luck. But as Chris said, I mean, he's making pretty good change doing this. So he may have the cash flow to sustain him to, you know, bottom out a market to take it over. It's just, it's risky. But I like it. Well, you know, I think the proof is in the pudding. You know, for one thing, he obviously had had success with it you know to the point where he can say hey i've made two hundred thousand gold i mean that's a lot more than i've ever made right that wasn't his only strategy this is just one i picked out of what he's doing all right um the thing to remember too for pretty much any auction house tip is that you have to know your server yeah because we were first on gorgonosh and there was actually a lot less people on that server than on the whisperwind 
And the economy on the auction house is so different. Mm -hmm. It's like the difference between, and this is how um, Candace explained it to me before I moved over. He's like, you know, it's the difference between going to a mall and going to Walmart. You know, it's how Whisperwind is. Because there's so many people selling. Everything is almost always bottomed out. There's always people undercutting. Right. Anytime you try to undercut somebody, someone else will come in below you. Um. So something like this, personally for me, I would not try it on Whisperwind because any time that I've tried to be the one person that's selling, you know, whatever thing, there's always like two or three other people doing the exact same thing right, that I'm doing. Right, yeah. So it's difficult. But however, there are, there are servers that this will work very well on. Even if you only have a few people, it might be easy to kind of nudge them out. And, you know, one of the things that I sell... On, on Whisperwind, and, you know, I've given this tip out before. In fact, you've sold them something. That's where they sell the um, tuxedo, the pants, the shirt, and the jacket. The recipe for it. Yeah. Pattern. Pattern, yeah. And I've gotten messages from other people who I know sell the same thing. And they're like, hey, um, can we get prices back up? Because they used to sell on Gorgonosh for about nine gold. And when we moved over to Whisperwind, they're selling for like 20 gold. And so I came in, I was still selling nine gold. Of course, I was selling them left and right. And people were like, hey, man, um, we were making 20 gold on those before. <laughs> you mind raising your prices up again? So I did. It wasn't like, hey, stop selling. It was, hey, we were selling more. You're making more gold. Can you raise your price up? So, And that's another thing where, where communication is key. Don't be afraid to talk to people on the game. I mean, don't do it in trade chat because you'll get you know, told off. But most people act differently if you send them a message, a mail message through right. the mail system because they're afraid it can be tracked back to them. And and if you're nice to them, typically they reciprocate being nice back to you. So so I like that. Thanks, Chris, for that email ahead of, you know, earlier and good tip. Oh, yeah. I'm sure our listeners got a lot out of that. It was very good. Yes. Very good stuff. Add-ons are third-party programs that are used to enhance the World of Warcraft experience for the better. Root and Freckleface take time out to profile an add-on for their listeners. So you might kind of laugh at me. Haha, <laughs> I just did. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, I don't know why I keep getting surprised whenever you do random <laughs> stuff, but I always do. Anyways, um... How long have you been doing the whole curse versus WoW Matrix thing? Um, I knew it since I knew it since WoW Matrix like initially. No, it was it was when Mal, WoW Matrix got the boot, right? There for a right, while. that initial boot, and right. then all of a sudden, then the add-ons would show up on it. Right. Well, I had not gone back to it since then. Okay. But I had noticed with my add-ons, um, I was having this issue with Bagnon, or at least that's what I thought it was. Every time I try to shift click. An item, which means, okay, I have two of this thing. I want to put one in my bank, and I want to put right. yeah, whatever. It allows you to select individuals. It would just give me an error message. I wouldn't do it. Oh, well. Um, and certain items, I cannot control click, you know, try it on in the little dressing room. And it was bothering me because I had updated as much as I could through Curse. So I finally decided to just give it a go. I was like, well, let me just get WoW Matrix again, see what that does. And this is a couple weeks after, you know, the, the huge 4.0 hit and I thought everything was updated but I still getting a few errors. So I opened up Wild Matrix and it found, you know, like four different updates that Curse did not have. Um and it did update my Bagnon, which 
stop giving me the error. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about is a CT mail mod. Okay. I think you and I use two different add-ons that basically do the same thing. Right. What do you use? Easy mail, I think it's called. Easy mail. Okay. So easy mail or CT mail mod, I'm not, we're not trying to compare them or say that you get one or the other, but CT mail mod is what I use. And with the new update that I got through Wow Matrix, they did a couple things. Is in a, when you have your long list of mail, they've started numbering them, Ooh, which I is like nice. That. Yeah, um, they made the display you know a little easier so that you can see better what is in each message. And do you have this issue where when you open up your mailbox and let's say it's like a day after you've scanned and like put in all these bids, how your mailbox is full? Yeah. And like what it what mine does is it will take a certain amount and then it has to refresh it because I also have bean counter. Bean counter makes a record of all the mail that I get because it's tracking all my auctions. So it can only give me so much mail at a time and then it has to refresh itself and then it gives me the rest of my mail. Um and now I can see how much mail is in my box and how much is still left. Okay. So It'll give me one set, and I can see, oh, there's still nine somewhere out there. And then it'll refresh itself, and all of a sudden I have new, I have nine new mail. Gotcha, yeah. And yeah, which is really yeah, helpful yeah. because I know you do the same thing. Like, lately, after I've been running the vendor search after scanning Auctioneer, <laughs> I've been getting 200 items Holy coming yeah. up in there. So that's everything that you bid on is, like, mail that comes back to you one way or the other, either your gold or the item itself. Um, so this really helped me manage that large volume of mail. I know I've talked about this before, but I just want to reiterate that, yeah, like it's not pointless to do both things, both cursing and wow matrix. I mean, honestly, like sometimes one picks up the other one doesn't. Right. I know I've heard you say that. I guess just didn't pay any attention to it until I finally tried it myself. I was like, hey, you know, maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about every <laughs> once in a while. Every <laughs> once in a while, Root knows what he's talking about. Yeah, so. Most of the time, Root has no clue. So, hey, guess what? What? That about does it for this episode of HearthCast, number 51, in the books. Oh, and also, we're throwing, we're not going to be doing a full-length episode next week. That's right. It's Thanksgiving. Shorty. You'll be gone. want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to check out the website over at www.hearthcast.com. Participate in our show by calling the HearthCast hotline at 321-558-7637. You can email us at contributorhearthcast.com or you can use our website submission form. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, SwagDog.com and TavernCraft.com. So if you like what you've heard, spread the word. Tell your friends and your guildmates. Rate us on iTunes. Link to us from your blog, and we will give you a link back. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. From HearthGas.com. HearthCast, it's about World of Warcraft. Take a break from your grind if you have the time to listen to our show. We got gnomes and dwarves and night elves too. And we would like to thank you for listening, for listening. We would like to thank you.